Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. The man himself, Brady Quinn. Always fun. That's been a great show so far. I'm just, uh, look, you got the win and headliner lie. Not much else to say about that, at least in my regard. Um, and I am curious, though, to, uh, to hear what you're going to be referring to. You know, wow. that's the beauty of this show. Sometimes your teases are so good. Even though we've got all our notes, even though we talk about what we want to talk about during the show, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the hell we're going to be talking about with the way all you right. tease. Because uh, for whatever reason, I, I have a, a pretty good memory. I can remember things. I, I don't know why. You're like a damn I, elephant. That, that's what you are yeah yeah from the waist up uh but here's the thing um I, I would just say i would just say this um the atlanta hawks pull off quote unquote the upset game one against the milwaukee bucks um and at some point these are no longer upsets i know what the betting line says but this team's six and two on the road in the postseason um right. they've shown the ability when games get tight late they're just the better team we've seen it in multiple series whether it was uh against the knicks whether it was against the sixers uh now against the milwaukee bucks late in games atlanta just looks more comfortable than everybody else and trey young was fantastic 48 points um you know he was uh, he I don't know that people th- looked at him in the same way as they look at him now at the start of the postseason. I think they looked at him as very talented, a great scorer, but that was pretty much it. And he's just gone to another level in the postseason. Yep. And so here's here's what I would just like to bring up, because I saw this and I kept my mouth shut because, you know, I was usually talking about the NFL, not the NBA. Uh, but I saw all this and I, I saw that the Atlanta Hawks were getting mocked by a lot of people. Because if you remember, on draft day, the Atlanta Hawks traded the rights to Luka for Trey Young. 
Right. And the thought was, oh, my God, well, Dallas got the better of that deal. I mean, uh, well, what the hell was Atlanta thinking? They're going to regret that for the rest of their lives. Man, I'm not trying to say that I would rather have Trey more so than Luka, but I think we're at a point now in what we've seen that it's kind of even almost. You know, like I'm, I'm not saying that Trey Young's better than Luka, but I think the Atlanta Hawks are officially off the hook when it comes to that deal based on what we've seen from Trey Young in the postseason. I would be willing to say that Trey Young, even as good as Luka is as a player, Trey Young still must see TV. Like he is, you know, more fun to watch in the sense of how he goes about doing it. You know, he's the type of guy that's going to shoot a 50-foot three in a game. It, at least it feels like that. Like he doesn't, he doesn't mind pulling up from near half court and, and shooting one and being able to hit that shot. He also doesn't mind being able to, you know, fake it around the back pass and take it up to the hoop or, or throw a, an alley-oop off the backboard. Like those are all things in his repertoire that Luka really doesn't do. Luka's great at creating a shot. He's an unbelievable shooter and scorer in that regard. But I don't know that he has the same type of impact uh, on his team and being able to elevate the rest of the players out around him like Trey Young can. Just because of the way he handles the ball, the way he's able to put his team in the right play. Nate McMillan talked a lot about that uh, just over the course of this playoff so far is they trust him to see the flow of the game, to see what's happening, who's hot, who's not, who, who they need to get more involved. And Trey Young takes the responsibility of all that. Yeah. For a young player in this league – I think you could make the case, you know, not only did that has this trade worked out for Atlanta, but maybe moving forward, he's probably the player that you're looking at saying there, there is no Robin to him being Batman on this team, at least in my opinion. You know, I think if you look at Dallas and you're like, okay, what, what do they need to do? They need more superstars to help out with Luka. Yeah. In order for them to win a championship, they need more superstars. Atlanta's now in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm not saying it's all Trey Young. They're a really good team. They have really good complementary players. But he just dropped 48 points in a conference finals game. That's like top five, top six all time. He's kind of carried this team in some ways. And he's must-see TV. So I, I'm, I'm going to go a step further and say I think Atlanta right now got the better of these, you know, of this trade given where the NBA at is at and given his style of play. Yeah, and look, and, and I don't think that's, that's a crazy statement, but a year ago, like, people would have looked at you like you had three eyes and said, no, what are you talking about? I mean, Luka's one of, you know, generational MVP-type talent, and then you're just seeing Trey Young. And I do think there is something happened in, in that Knicks series because the like he just relished the idea of being the villain he, I, he for whatever reason i think that team took to that role differently than everybody else did i mean six and two on the road straight up in the playoffs is six and two on the road straight up in the playoffs like you've been on on nfl teams that have been in the postseason before like road and home is a much different environment right i mean like like i would say forget the, the postseason just even in the regular season you know you get in college and you know in college again you kind of relish it you, you like the atmosphere and all that it feels at times almost insurmountable in the NFL being able to do that just in the regular season, let alone postseason, where it's a whole different element.
Yeah, I, I just so I, I'm watching Trey Young. He's been fantastic. It's been uh, uh, really, really exciting, really entertaining basketball. And the Atlanta Hawks get it done. They've got a one nothing series lead over the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and uh, and are three wins away. Uh, shocking enough, the Atlanta Hawks three wins away uh, from going to the NBA Finals. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Now we do have a game three coming up later on tonight. Uh, we did get a little bit of clarity, kind of. Chris Paul's going to be back. Uh, he is going to be back for the Phoenix Suns now. Whether or not anybody's going to answer some questions about where the hell he's been, why it's taken so long, I'm not quite sure. There are some people that have even thrown out there that, well, maybe he wasn't vaccinated. And that's what this is. This, to me, feels like the NBA has got no real strong answer that wouldn't have a, a follow-up question as of, well, what do you mean or why? Like, this, a lot, something about this doesn't make sense. But nonetheless, Chris Paul is going to be back later tonight for the, uh, for the Phoenix Suns, Brady Quinn. Still confused. And, and, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into all what's happening behind the scenes because we don't really know. Hopefully, um, you know, Chris Paul can explain some of that maybe. Or maybe the, N- the NBA is not going to let him. Uh, but again, reportedly he was vaccinated. He supposedly had, had gotten COVID-19. And now we haven't really heard much about yeah. either what's going on behind the scenes, why he sat out so long, if he's vaccinated. I, I thought he's supposed to be good from all this. Apparently not. Um, look, I, I get it. You know, COVID's been around now for less than two years. We're still trying to get a handle on how we want to handle this. But it's just odd to me that there's been such transparency when someone tests positive for this back when it first got here. And now when someone's vaccinated gets it, it's like he doesn't even exist for the first two games of the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, how the media or, or at least the NBA – has handled Chris Paul. But nonetheless, they're up 2-0. He's coming back. But somehow, Ty Lue and, and even Paul George, who said this, they like where they're at. I mean, th- this, is, this is where they lived the entire postseason for the L.A. Clippers. Being down 0-2 to Dallas, being down 0-2 to the Utah Jazz, now they find themselves again down 0-2. I, I, just, I think they like being the underdog, maybe. I, I don't think they like being the favorite. Yeah, I think the Clippers have a legitimate gripe. I think they should be pissed off. Uh, I, I've been doing uh, the past couple of days. I've been uh, on AM five seventy LA Sports. Uh, you know, as, as as most people call it, the blowtorch of Fox Sports Radio in uh, Southern California. And I've been working with uh, the great Fred Rogan. Uh, and, and listen, I, I every NBA insider or analysts we've talked to have all said yeah the Clippers have been you know have voiced their opinion on it, but nobody's really making much of it. I've always been under the impression that if you go seven games in a series, you don't get the benefit of extra rest to start the next series. Okay, that because it took you longer to finish off your series, you you usually come back two days later and you start your next series. Well, in the Eastern Conference, Atlanta and Milwaukee both went seven games. Yet they had multiple days off before they started their series last night. The Suns and Clippers ended their series early, and they had to start the Clippers less than 48 hours after they finished off the Utah Jazz. How the hell does that make any sense? Like, if, I, if I'm the Clippers, I'm pissed. Like, how, how yeah. does that make any yeah. sense whatsoever? It doesn't make any I, sense. I, I have no idea. I would imagine it might have something to do with the TV networks. You know, the broadcast partners who are going to play a little bit of a role, too, in, in scheduling when yeah. those games are going to occur. Um, given the ratings, and I know the ratings have come back this season for the NBA, but, you know, w- when you factor into COVID last year, you kind of throw it out the window because it's an outlier. If you go back to 2019, they're flat at best. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I know they've had some moments where it's been better, but for the most part, ratings have been on the decline for the NBA. So I'm sure they're they're cognizant of that. And given how you, you don't have some of the favorites or the superstars that we had coming into it, they're most likely looking at it saying, what can be the best possible window for us to be able to get the most exposure right now, uh, given who we've got playing in the postseason and given the fact that we need a ratings bump. We need to do all we can to preserve the chance of us having the biggest ratings we can right now because that's something that I don't think the NBA wants to admit, but they are struggling in that. You know, Again, this year's been better than last year, but if that's your basis for comparison, then I'm sorry, you've got this all wrong because yeah. pretty much everything was down during covid uh, there wasn't really anything outside the NFL that, that kind of hung on for a little bit. Um, everything was down. So you really got to go back to 2019 to compare it. And I do think that's part of this equation. Uh, he, do you want to know my, uh, my theory as to what happened? Why the Clippers were forced to turn around and play uh, less than 48 hours after finishing off the Utah Jazz? You oh, I'd love this? to hear this. All right, this is yeah. a good one. Yeah. All right. oh, I, want to, I want to make sure everybody's listening. All right, So everybody, just whatever you're doing, uh, tell anybody in the car next to you to shut their mouths. Uh, just, uh, you know what, anybody making loud noises outside if somebody's working uh, you know, on their yard or you got, uh, you know, somebody's cleaning the pool or the gardeners are there. Like, just tell them to, sh- to shut up. You, you got to hear this. Here's why I think the L.A. Clippers were forced to turn around less than 48 hours later dealing with injuries to begin their series after finishing off the Utah Jazz early because I think they were part of a bulk purchase, right? And that bulk purchase was the following. LeBron James went to the NBA and he said, hey, I'd like our trainer fired, but... I understand I can't just purchase this stuff a la carte. So at the same time, I would like to also purchase the Clippers getting less than 48 hours in between series and having to start the very next round in Phoenix with no Kawhi Leonard and a banged up roster. What do you think about that? Bulk purchase, LeBron pulling the strings. How about that? Um, that one feels a little far-fetched. I, I'm, okay. I'm not really sure uh, I'm going to co-sign on what, that one. What, I'm, gonna, I mean, I'm just going to stay away from that all the way around. What? You know? yeah. I mean, listen, I, 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 all I'm doing is throwing out some ideas. I'm an idea guy. I like to th- I'm throwing out some ideas. I, you know, you want to say it's far-fetched? I don't think it's that far-fetched. You know, I mean, we're just, you know, pulling strings behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I, I want that's... no part of this conversation. Okay. So uh, th- th- this one's just, uh, this it's one's just, a little out there for me. You know, you, a... Usually I try to give you the yeah. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not feeling that right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, you know, I think, you know, it, it had to have been the trainer's fault. You know, the trainer. It was, it was, it was her fault that, uh, you know, LeBron James uh, got injured and uh, Anthony Davis and all them. So, yeah, let's throw her under the bus. Just uh, I mean, again, talking about her you know, being dismissed and, and everything else that goes along with that and then yeah. uh, the reasoning for it is a little far-fetched to connect oh. to when the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns decided to start the Western Conference Finals. I'm, I'm sorry. That, one, that, one's a, that one's a little too far-fetched, a little too far out there to actually find any connection whatsoever. Well, it's a bowl game uh, swag bag. You know, you open it up, sometimes you get uh, a T-shirt, sometimes you get a laptop, sometimes you get like uh, a box of granola bars. Uh, LeBron James got a swag bag. He got the trainer uh, uh, dismissed for the Lakers and the Clippers Clippers made to come around, uh, back around on short rest. Uh, so I mean, it, it feels like a little swag bag for LeBron James there. But again, yeah, I'm that's just throwing out not how the uh, bowl game swag bags work. But well, yeah. you know, uh, how would I know? And and furthermore, how would you know? You were too busy brawling in bathrooms in Scottsdale. Uh, okay, I was Mr. not Notre any Dame. part of that whatsoever. All right.
Well, listen, uh, I've been to one bowl game. It was the Papa John's Bowl. It was at Legion Field, and it was an armpit. Uh, so uh, that's that's about my extent of bowl games. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, NFL traditions. All right, this is a tradition. Uh, this is uh, something that you have all grown up, you've all been used to. Uh, we're going to get to that next here on Outkick the Coverage. This, this is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ten minutes from now here on FSR, if you've ever had a terrible excuse or a terrible lie to cover up a poor mistake that you made or a poor decision that you made, somebody in the world of sports has topped you. Uh, This is an (laughs) all-timer. I cannot wait to mock it and make fun of it and ridicule it alongside with Brady Quinn uh, coming up ten minutes from now here on FSR. That's going to be so much fun. So Hold on. Hold on for a second. I I think my Twitter account just got hacked. I'm going to have to... uh, Whatever I tweeted a couple hours ago about any subject, uh, just disregard that, Jonas. I'm going to have to change oh, my Twitter password. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, this that's, is that's, just, that's, that's concerning. It, that it's is. rich. It is rich. Yeah. Uh, but we right now are uh, kind enough to join us here as he does each week here on OutKick. It is Albert Breer. Uh, you read him on the MMQB. Uh, he's covered the NFL for a long, long time. Albert, Jonas, and Brady, we, thanks for hanging out with us here on a Thursday. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've got a bad story about my Twitter account being hacked, too. If you guys Google my name and Twitter hack, you'll see it was, um, I think it was five years ago now. Uh, but it was me and, uh, and Frank Caliendo got hacked on the same day. And um, it's funny in retrospect, but it wasn't funny when it happened. And my second kid um, was about maybe I think 36 hours old. Oh um, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the maternity ward of the hospital oh, and geez. you know, like, like my face is turning red and nobody knows why I'm going into a cold sweat. But if you guys, if you guys Google it, you'll see it come up. Oh, oh man. I, I gotta be honest yeah. with you too, Albert. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think your account getting Twitter hacked is worse than Frank Caliendo because if Frank Caliendo gets hacked and someone tells some bad jokes, people just kind of right. chalk it up and say, Hey, off week. You're all built on accountability, and and that that's where it becomes an issue. Like if people start putting stuff oh, out there that's not true, or that that could be a problem, man. That, that could be a big yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be a huge deal. But fortunately enough, I mean, I guess when you guys see what it is, if you haven't seen it already, you'll see. But fortunately enough, it was so out there that it was pretty obvious it wasn't me. But um, you know, in those I few minutes while it was happening. Like, and you see things going up on your Twitter account, and you have people texting you, like, what the hell are you doing? And you don't have the password to your own account. It is, I mean, it is a jarring, jarring experience. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, I've been out with you at the combine now, bro. You're kind of a wild guy. So I, I know your, yeah. Twitter, your, your, your Twitter life may be different than how you actually well, are. Again, I'm just saying. Again, Brady, go ahead and uh, go ahead and Google that, and you'll see just how wild things can get. I okay. mean, uh, <laughs> look, uh, I, I'm just seeing the headline, and uh, you know, now I'm uh, you know very uh, very intrigued uh, by what was going on here. Uh, you know, but uh, but again, you know, I, listen, I have a game. I'll just put it this way: I have a game on my uh, my weekend overnight show called Pro Wrestler or Porn Star, where I give you a name and you have to tell me which it is. And um, you know, this is uh, you know, I, I just want to say you might be a candidate here based on this yeah. on this hacking. 
uh, and what happened. But uh, we uh, we would transition uh, smoothly from all that uh, uncomfortable <laughs> conversation over to um, Cole, so Cole Beasley, you know, continued on obviously late last week with some of the yep. you know, his thoughts against not getting vaccinated or whatnot. And I know that you know I think it was Tom Pelissero had something yesterday in which you know the NFLPA tried to come out, and I think you alluded to this to where the NFLPA is getting some heat. You know, why why don't you have our back in this? You know, if players aren't comfortable with it, you know, why not stand up for us a little bit? Yeah. Do you get the impression, though, that there are maybe more players that are on the side of Cole Beasley that maybe aren't in a spot to say something, aren't in a position to, to speak out again about it, that yeah. when Cole came out and made those comments and doubled down on him, that they kind of had his back privately? And if, And have you heard from people about that? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think it goes both ways, which is sort of interesting. You know, like, you guys know, like, if you go on Facebook, you see those, like, little graphics around people's avatars that says, like, I've been vaccinated, right? Like, yeah. how many how many people, how many NFL players have you seen that have those? Like, none, yeah. right? Like, like, so even the, the guys who believe in it, who are the early adopters, they're not, they're not, like, you know, climbing up to the mountaintop either and saying anything in it. And, and Brady, you can probably relate to this. It's sort of... It feels like this is becoming like the sort of third rail issue in these locker rooms that would line up with people's money, people's religion, people's family, where you just don't touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, like, I, you know, I, I can tell you this, like, just having talked to people at the league and people at the union, um, you know, they, they really kind of like describe it as four subcategories of players. And what's really interesting is it sort of breaks even, right? So it's like 25, 25, 25. Um, the first group's the early adopters. Those are the people who, I mean, didn't need to be told to get the vaccine. They were going to get it one way or the other. They believed in the science. They're going to go and do it. Um, you had a second group, which was young players that were just going to basically do whatever they were told. And one way or another, you tell me where to go, where to be, I'm going to do it. So that's half the league, right? Then you get to a third group. And the third group is the group that's really skeptical about it, but they're worried about their careers. And reluctantly, they're all going to eventually wind up doing it because they know how much harder the 2021 season is going to be, um, you know, if they don't get it. And then the fourth group is this group of players just like Cole Beasley. They're just not going to do it and is willing to take a stand and, 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 and go in the other direction and almost the opposite of the early adopters. And so, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I think it's, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, locker room again becoming like a reflection of America. Um, yeah, but what's you know interesting about it is exactly what you touched on, which is that this has sort of become this sort of third rail topic again. That religion, that money, that family is in these locker rooms, which is you can have discussions on it, but you're not going to bring it up with somebody unsolicited. Right. And I would actually say fourth rail. I think politics are the other ones that you just yeah you, you leave out as much as possible, and then this has almost become politicized a little bit. I, I guess my surprise right. is how the NFLPA worked with the NFL to come out with these rules for non-vaccinated players. And based on the reaction of Cole Beasley and Joe Mixon and some of the others who at least spoke out publicly, it seemed like it caught them off guard. I mean, it's it's my understanding that as much as the NFLPA wants to try to create a safe environment for all players, they also have to represent the 5 or 10% that you know, maybe feel like they're not going to partake in this. And I think that's one of the issues that I always had as a union guy, really not being one, is I don't want to have to create rules that has to protect the 5 or 10% who can't protect themselves. Like I'm all for accountability and responsibility. And I think in this case, they're essentially not doing that, which is different than what they normally right. would do creating most policy. 
And I guess what you're what you're pointing to, Brady is like, well, you know, you stuck up for Aaron Hernandez um, when the Patriots There's were going after his bonus money. Right. Yeah, you were you stuck up for Ray Rice, you know, and you know, like there there are a ton of examples of that. Like, and that's you know, and they've always said that that's their function. You know, is that their job is to you know defend all players, you know, almost regardless of what the what the offense is. And um, yeah, you know, I I think one of the biggest problems here, Brady, is the messaging. Um, and I think if the messaging was better um towards the players they may have averted some of this because you know my understanding is over the last couple of months the um negotiation here was basically zero on unvaccinated players and the point that was made inside those rooms was the pandemic's not over um and until covid's completely contained we can't take the risk we can't put our money on the line and risk having, you know, it's spreading in our locker rooms because, you know, that could cost us games, that could take money off the table, all that different stuff. And so basically inside the room, what they were saying was, we're not going to negotiate for unvaccinated players. We're going to leave the 2020 protocols in place until things change, like until like the, the, the pandemic's fully eradicated. So then they moved and they said, okay, how can we create incentives for, for other players to get vaccinated and that's how they came up with the new rules for vaccinated players. Now, unfortunately, the way this thing was presented and the way it got out was, well, you know, here are two separate different here here are two different sets of rules for two different classes of players. Instead of saying, well, you know, we didn't really change anything for unvaccinated guys. We're just incentivizing guys getting vaccinated. And I don't know that that would have made any difference at all. Um, but, you know, I do think that the messaging was a little screwed up from the beginning where if they gotten that out a little bit earlier and positioned it that way, maybe it would have at least softened the blow with some of the players. I guess my biggest issue is I just don't like the fact that you need to incentivize any, anyone to put something into their body. And whether or not they understand the science behind it and think it's best for them, mm-hmm. this is such an individual choice. And so I think that's the first thing that kind of bothers me about it. And the other thing is, look, look at the NBA right now. CP3 was vaccinated. He just had to miss how many games in the NBA playoffs. And so acting like getting vaccinated is going to solve all your issues, apparently it hasn't in the NBA. So why does the NFL think it's going to solve all their issues in regards to COVID? I think, you know, I mean, my feeling on it is that they just feel like they're they're giving themselves a better chance. And and that, like, what happened last year, everybody got through it. It was a really difficult season, you know, no question about it for everyone involved. Um, But to give themselves the best chance and to not have situations like happen, you know, in the Denver quarterback room or the New Orleans running back room, to avoid that, um, the best thing they could do is get as many players vaccinated as they possibly can. And, Brady, you know this as well as I do. Their motivation is to protect the bottom line. They're going to protect their wallets at at all costs, especially after what they went through last year. And I don't think it's any mistake that we're starting to see some of the initiatives um, you know, that um, had been on the table and were probably five- and ten-year projects getting fast-tracked now, right? Like, you look at, like, the combine being moved around. You look at going to Germany in 2022. All this stuff is being fast-tracked because they're trying to recover the revenue they lost last year. And, you know, I just think that every owner has in his head right now, I need full stadiums in the fall. I need a regular year revenue wise and the best way for that they, they feel like the best way to do that is to make sure that the games is, are the games are as normal as they possibly can make them and um, you know in negotiating these things with the union of course like I think that 
the best way for them to do that is to get as many players vaccinated as possible. It won't stop the spread completely, but it'll make it a lot less than it was last year. Uh, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio from the MMQB. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn. This is Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. And this is probably a terrible question, but since you brought it up, I'm just curious because you mentioned, you know, fast-tracking games in Germany, you know, fast-tracking some of the other things because they're trying to recoup, recoup the revenue they lost last year. Do you have – is there a ballpark figure on how much money – the league lost last year because of COVID and, and no fans in stadiums and all the other things that went into it. Like, have you heard a number that was, that has been thrown out there by anybody? Well, I wish, I wish I had a, a real solid number for you guys, but if you want to look at like how much salary cap drops, um, I think that was about, it was like close to 10%. So, um, and then, you know, they're borrowing against future years. So it's at least a few billion. Um, now that sounds huge, of course, but that sounds huge, of course. I mean, it's a $14 billion business annually. They just signed new television deals. So they'll be able to make it up in time. And I think it's going to, the business is going to keep growing, but they lost a lot of money. I mean, I, I, and I had the number, and I wish I still had it, but I, I had the number, um, you know, it, it was something like you know three hundred million per team lose, but in, in, in lost revenue um, for for each team that had an empty stadium. Now, not all the teams had empty stadiums all year, but it is a massive, massive number. Um, and they um, they did everything they could to try to recoup as much as it um, as much of it as they could. Um, but there's no question that the revenue wasn't quite the same as it had been in years past. I mean, are yeah, the, which are which teams? And I'm were... sorry, I'm sorry. I, th- I think it, I think it was around a hundred billion. If, if you had an empty stadium, or a hundred million, if you had an empty stadium, because I think the total number, if every stadium had been empty all year, the total number would have been three billion. I, I, I feel so bad billion. for these billionaires too. By the way, I just feel so I know, bad. For I know. Losing all, all, you know. I feel bad for these billionaires I mean, not losing knowing, this money. Not, yeah, oh. not knowing where your next meal is going to come hey, from. Uh, right, unbelievable. Brady? Unbelievable. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. I don't care how much money you got in your back pocket you ever step barefoot on a lego that bastard hurts okay oh. so listen you know like like i, I, oh, I yeah. do feel Th- bad those are the him. same thing that is an yeah. apples to apples comparison Damn that's, right a, that's it a is. tremendous well, hey, hey brady nice. brady brady if you don't brady if, if, if you have to cut back and only have like four maids in the house instead of three then maybe that lego does maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that lego yeah. doesn't get picked up I, and that's why you stepped on it i, I got a news flash oh, for people that, that's just a down day in the stock market for some of these guys okay <laughs> <laughs> stock market has a, a, a two or three yep. percent correction I, guess what that's that's what they're losing in one day let alone an entire season i do wonder this though were there certain teams that were affected more than others like were there certain teams that were really hampered by what happened obviously you know these guys are all are wealthy and they'll make it back as you pointed out but were there a couple of teams that really suffered more than other teams in the league yeah i, I mean i would point you know immediately to the three teams that went to new stadiums that were really sort of budgeting and building towards having a huge windfall going into those stadiums and that's obviously the two teams in la and the raiders um and i think the raiders you know part of Part of their, um, you know, their off season where you know they cut half their offensive line and 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 you know did a bunch of budget tightening things. Um, you know, part of it was the salary cap, but there was a part of it that was cash too. Um, you know, and I think the Raiders had some restrictions on what they could spend, and I think that that sort of was felt across the league too. Um, you know, I think the Chargers had some some uh, restrictions on what they could spend. Um, you know, and I, I, like if you if you look team to team. Um, I think everyone sort of had a 
limit on how far they could go from a cash standpoint and some contracts and the way that they were you know structured with players reflected that and i actually think that that spilled over into the julio thing too and a lot of people were asking why more teams weren't interested well um you know the salary cap was tighter this year um but we're also at a juncture in the off season um where you know i think a lot of teams you know that might have been interested otherwise were at their budget and couldn't justify spending another $15 million on a player. And so I think that stuff was sort of felt across the NFL. And, um, and yeah, I think the teams that were in new stadiums, you know, they felt it. Teams that are in older stadiums that are a little bit more reliant, um, you know, like your Buffaloes that are a little bit more reliant on gate revenue, um, those teams I think ha- had issues. Um, you know, so, again, like I, I'm with Brady on this. Like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't feel any need to, to, to hold a bake sale for these people. But um, you know what? <laughs> but 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 I do but I do but I do think that it did have like some sort. It did have some level of effect on the way teams were put together this off season. Hey Albert, we're up against the break, so I got to ask you this quickly. Um, the combine. It sounds like in twenty twenty three, it's not going to be bid. Uh, just take me through the NFL's thought process there, given that it's. I feel it's it's been in what in Indy since is it the late eighties, early nineties, and Indy does a great job yeah. with doing it. What's the thought? process behind that well the thought process is just to make money <laughs> you don't have teams to have <laughs> i mean like let's, let's call it what it is um you know and like having you know i think not only having cities bid on it will that not only that have like a you know financial windfall for the league but it also create competition and making the event bigger and better and all of that i will say this you know and, and brady again you know this because you went through it the most important stuff at the combines is stuff that no one sees Right. Um, and so part of that's the interviews, and you can do that wherever. Like, that doesn't really matter. They can make that work. The medical, though, is the one thing that I know a lot of the football ops people and the coaches are really nervous about because Indy's done that for so long. They have it broken down to a science, and it's not easy to put, what is it, 300-some-odd players, um, 330, 340 players through physicals on a four-day, in, in, in a four-day window. And so, you know, between, you know, the, the hospitals in Indianapolis and the Combine people, they've got that thing wound so tight that they're able to put every single guy through every single thing that they need to put them through medically to get the answers that they need. And I think that there are, there's, there's a level of concern out there in the NFL that if they try to just kind of pick that part of it up, the medical part of it up, and move it somewhere else, it could wind up being a total bleep show because Indianapolis has 35 whatever years of experience doing this, just giving it to another city. It might not run as smoothly because it's a very, very difficult thing to pull off. Uh, Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Albert, always good stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks for getting up early and hanging out with us here on a Thursday and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Albert. All right. Thanks, Jonas. Thanks, Brady. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be
Brady Quinn has uh, identified something on the NFL calendar. Uh, he has identified this. Uh, and, and speaking of teases, I don't even know what it is. Uh, you have, uh, you have uh, wanted to keep this a secret from me. Uh, so we will get into that in about 10 minutes from now on FSR. So looking forward to that, Brady Quinn. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's, that should be a very, uh, very big, uh, very big surprise. Yes. And, and one that's probably not as big as your tease is going to make it out to be. But, well, listen, but that's yeah. what we do here. Uh, yeah, I over, yeah. uh, over-promise. Oversell. Yeah. Under delivers. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Story of my love life, too. Uh, all right. So here it is. Um, the uh, tradition in the NFL that is the combine in Indianapolis. Uh, I have a soft spot for the combine in Indianapolis because I can remember, and this is probably back when you were at the combine, when you were for no reason whatsoever uh, throwing up 225, 26 times or whatever it was, just because you wanted to break the all time record set by Jay Cutler. So you thought, okay, well, watch me. You had no business doing it, uh, but you're a meathead uh, and you wanted to show off what EAS has done for you and so you went there and what was it ended up being what 25 times you did no i think it was like 24 uh, maybe okay i think i could get 25 or 26 but yeah. I, I wasn't training for it but everything everything you said was true uh big meathead this guy right here talking and uh yeah <laughs> i uh, i got coerced into doing it because uh i tore my pcl and you know, didn't want to didn't want to let teams know that. So I was like, all right, this is the only thing I could do to compete. So I'll go ahead and uh, try to throw up the bench press a little bit. I, I just I love it. And I had no idea that Jay Cutler had the record. Like, I don't think anybody would have known that that Jay Cutler had the bench record of uh, the Brady Quinn. Broke. Well, the guy who knew it was this scout that was assigned to our quarterback group that was uh, basically escorting us around. He definitely knew that he had the record because he was a Denver scout and he kind of convinced me this this would be a good idea. Now, did was that when it was at the RCA Dome? Was that where the combine was at? Yeah, okay. yeah, that would have been at the RCA Dome at that point in time. I mean, you, 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 it's really the convention center, which I believe is connected to now Lucas Oil, um, but but it was the RCA Dome at that point in time. Yeah. So now, the NFL is starting to uh, accept some bids. On the uh, the old combine, huh? So is this uh, is this the end, uh, the end of the combine in Indianapolis? Because if it is, uh, this really bums me out. Because I have told you this: um, the fact that the Pro Bowl ever left Honolulu is a disgrace. In fact, I would argue one of the worst decisions the NFL ever made was taking the Pro Bowl away from Honolulu. And, and I actually, uh, I, think, I think it's even a worse look for the NFL than the blown pass interference play uh, in the Rams-Saints uh, NFC title game from a couple of years ago. The fact that they took the Pro Bowl away from Honolulu, a place in which you, you, you turned it on because you saw those nice throwback uh, a blue and red AFC versus NFC jerseys. Then you see Chris Berman walking the sidelines drinking a Kona Big Wave and a Hawaiian shirt. It was everything you needed from an end-of-the-season exhibition football game only to be taken away so they could put it in Orlando and have guys play dodgeball. It's just an absolute disgrace. And now the Combine's going down the same road. Now other cities can bid on it. I I think this is terrible, and I feel bad for the people of Indianapolis. You're really trying to set yourself up for that next uh, Hawaii vacation, aren't you? I mean, well, you know, if our friends are listening on Fox Sports 990 in Honolulu, I just want to say a hello and aloha to you and yours. 
want to give you a little shout out. I, listen, you and I have done a show. I actually did a show from that station, uh, and and you uh, you were trust in, uh, me. I know, yeah. I know. You're you're trying all you can, yeah. all you can. Where if, if this whole boarding thing with us doesn't work out, you're just trying all you can to get to Hawaii. We're no, you're doing a radio listen. show there full time, drinking Kona beers on I the mean, beach. Listen, I mean, if you imagine doing a, a show there live at this time slot, I mean, it's two thirty in the morning in Hawaii right now. I mean, you, I mean, and again, as somebody who does overnights, uh, this that is my wheelhouse, Brady Quinn. So I'm just, you know, I'm just saying the fact that the combine's always been synonymous with Indianapolis. So now, and, and it's not like I'm, I'm naive enough to think this wasn't going to happen, but I'm, I'm, there's a report out that the Dallas Cowboys are expected to put a bid in. Well, if the Dallas Cowboys are putting a bid in, Brady Quinn, what does that mean? The Cowboys yeah. are getting the combine at some point. This well, is the, this the, is the fact that it's even up for a bid, I think, tells you that. You know, yes. like, like this whole thing, it's, it, the fact that it's up for a bid tells you that Indy could maybe be in the rotation, but... Uh, 2022 is probably going to be the last year because 2023 is now for bids. If I had to give you my top three potential destinations for the NFL Combine, it would go like this. Hold on a second. You know the rules here. Uh, Can we get some Brady Quinn uh, traditional game show music that has nothing to do with his heritage? Nothing to do with Brady Quinn's heritage. uh, And here we go. Uh, Yeah, this is, again, nothing to do with Brady Quinn's heritage here. Uh, As I crack open a Guinness uh, and uh, put on a Conor McGregor T-shirt. So here we go, Brady Quinn. Uh, uh, You take it away. Destinations for the Combine, according to one, uh, Brady O'Quinn. Okay, so we all know that you know when you build a new stadium, you're going to get rewarded people. That either means a Super Bowl. It could potentially mean, I don't know, maybe the draft being held there at some point in time. Or now that we've got on the docket, you know, the ability to bid for these sorts of things, generate more revenue for the NFL, the NFL Combine. And there was most recently a stadium built in Las Vegas, which I think would be, look, Las Vegas might be the mecca for conventions and people going out there to have a good time, but do some work as well. Las Vegas, the Raiders hosting the NFL Combine, if it is to be starting in 2023, that would be number one on my list. I think if you want to make it an event that people during that time of year would love to go to anyone from a cold weather destination they'd love to be there it's always a good time las vegas would be number one on my list as far as nfl future nfl scouting combine destinations how about you uh that's a terrible idea uh (laughs) here's why it's a terrible idea all right okay Uh, i'm gonna have i already know where you're going i'm going to have a rebuttal to what you're about to say so when you go to the combine um, how many? So the combine is what three, four days? I mean, yeah, I think it depends what, on the position group. It's, it's, okay. It ends up being between flying in and all that stuff, about four days. And the first position group to go at the combine is usually what? I was trying to think of this earlier. Is it the is it the wide receivers? I don't think uh, it, they typically the have the skill players. They typically have the, some of the skill players go right. first. Yeah. So if if you're a wide receiver and you get invited to the combine in Las Vegas. And you're done with your obligations, and there's another three days to kill. Count to 20, and one of those guys is going to be climbing up the side of the Luxor bombed. This is a horrible idea. You're going to see people lose draft stock in droves because they will not be able to control themselves, especially if it's their first time in Las Vegas. I don't know about you. First time I walked the streets of Las Vegas and somebody said, hey, you know, you can drink a beer as you walk. 
I, I, you, I mean, you you could have told me that that I had I had just landed on Mars. I, I was unbelievable. Couldn't couldn't grasp the idea. This feels like a terrible idea for some of these players that have never been to Vegas before. Who all of a sudden have forty eight to seventy two hours to kill in Sin City, knowing that they just had a great workout at the combine. This feels like a bad idea. Yeah, and this would be my response to that, knowing that that was the direction you were going to go. It's a weeding out process, bud. All right? <laughs> Whether it's Indy or anywhere else, if they're going to get in trouble, okay, either before, during, or after, their biggest job interview of their life, which that's what the Underwear Olympics are, okay, then they're probably going to get in trouble at some other point in time down the road. So why not put them around all of the distractions, everything else that Las Vegas has, and see See who's willing to take the bait. See okay. who's willing to make that mistake <laughs> and go ahead and do something stupid. Meanwhile, where you've got the biggest job interview for your life. I actually think that helps the teams do their job. So I would argue the counterpoint to all of that. But I do have a couple of other destinations. Uh, well, okay. We want, I want to get to these other destinations here. Uh, this is Brady Quinn's destinations for the NFL scouting combine. Uh, and we have got one down. We've got another two to go. Find out if they are coming to a city near you. That's next. Coming up 15 minutes from now here on FSR, we are going to get to something Brady Quinn has, uh, has noticed with the NFL calendar. Uh, this is, uh, you know, according to Brady, this is going to be massive. All right, you've noticed something with the NFL calendar. Apparently nobody else has noticed. Uh, so I don't know if, uh, you know. I, I love when you do this to me. I, I really do appreciate I just, it. Yeah. Listen, I, I just, you know, you, you spotted something. So we are, yeah, we are all, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I mean, right. listen, Danny G has sent the tweet out. I mean, everybody's going to be waiting to see what you noticed about the NFL calendar here. This is, uh, this is important stuff but uh we have been talking about the potential of the nfl combine leaving indianapolis feels like a foregone conclusion brady quinn with this uh you know background music uh, this game show music that has nothing to do with his heritage brady o'quinn uh has already named las vegas as a top three destination for the scouting combine when it does move what are the other two uh, okay, actually, it's not top three, Pud. That's my number one. Okay, okay very good. Go ahead and bring it out to uh, oh, good old Allegiant Stadium. The the confines there, plenty of hotels, plenty of uh, places for everyone to stay. And, yeah. and here's the deal. You know how last year, last few years, teams have been sending less personnel and people to the combine? Yeah. Well, that won't be the case moving yeah, forward, <laughs> buddy. Everyone will be clamoring yeah. to make sure they get to the NFL combine when it's in Las Vegas. All right, number two on the list. You know, who doesn't need a little bit of sunshine, you know, that time of the year, especially for those teams playing up north or in the Midwest? Why not L.A.? All right, oh, you got SoFi right there. You just built the stadium. It's going to be able to host an Olympics or be a part of that. Obviously, L.A., I'm sure, would love to be a destination for it. And here's the other thing. It's easy for the players. A lot of them train and prepare in Southern California or Arizona or even Las Vegas. So if it's not in Las Vegas, it's a short trip to go out and be able to uh, have the combine in L.A. I think it makes a lot of sense. And look, you got two teams who are already there, so they don't have to travel yeah. that far. The other 30 can make their way, and it's a home game for us. And so we can be a part of that, too, have a nice little setup there at the NFL Combine. Well, okay, and again, I'm not trying to – you're delivering all the pros of each city. I would like to deliver a couple of cons. Number one, uh, you pointed it out. Um, 
they've never not been working on the freeways out here. Uh, yeah. It is astonishing. Yeah. Uh, somebody listening right now, uh, again, on the uh, the blowtorch, AM570 <laughs> LA Sports, I can promise you, if you are on a freeway right now, there is some sort of construction going on. And, and you know what I'm talking about. Lay on the horns uh, right now because you see there's constantly construction. They're constantly building something or they're repairing something or there's a pothole uh, uh, the, the size of a dumpster in the middle of the road that they've got to get worked on or fixed. So that would be my only counter to that. Traffic could be a little bit of an issue. And the last thing I want is for, you know, some of these players uh, to show up late to their NFL combine. Terrible. Wouldn't like that, Brady Quinn. Yeah, I think they'd be staying close enough where they really wouldn't be driving much. I mean, my experience, again, being an indie, and that's, you know, my only experience, it's the only place the Combine's really been for the past almost few decades, is you don't drive much uh, when, when you're a part of the Combine. So. I uh, I don't know that that's as big of a concern okay. as, as you think it is. All right, uh, and uh, and what what is number three on your list of potential destinations well, for on. the NFL? Th- this combine. is this is a shoe in. I mean, are you telling me you're going to have a bidding process for the NFL scouting combine? <laughs> and Jerry's world is going to be in play here. Of course. I mean, come on. It's it's the Dallas Cowboys. Every time something like this comes up for bid or comes up in conversation, Jerry Jones has something to do with it. If you haven't been down, by the way, to uh, to see a game in Jerry's world, that entire stadium, that AT and T, it could probably you know it, it could probably literally handle all of the outfits or operations that are needed for these athletes. But even if not there. Their practice facility. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys practice facility is second to none when you look at their setup. So they would have the infrastructure. Dallas is another place that hosts a lot of conventions, a ton of hotels, ton of chances to be able to have people fly down there relatively easy that time of year. The Dallas Cowboys or the city of Dallas would be number three on that list as far as destinations. It's kind of centrally located, too, in the country. A little easier for everyone to get to. Uh, So I think Dallas makes a lot of sense in my mind. Okay, if you had to place a wager... All right, on on which city not named Indianapolis that gets the combine first, I would put everything I own on the Dallas Cowboys. Like I I, w- I would lay everything on the city of Dallas getting it first. Dallas or L.A. Just because, although L.A. you know L.A. is getting the Super Bowl next year, right? Super uh, I believe in- so. I believe. Yeah. So. yeah so, so this upcoming Super Bowl is in L.A. I would think that the Dallas would be the first team to get uh, the NFL c- a scouting combine. I, th- I think that would be the they, first team to get it. They do have a lot of sway. Uh, yes. Although, for, for our purposes, I do think Las Vegas would be the most fun. A home oh game for us in L.A. would be second. And then Dallas. Dallas is a good time. But uh, I'm more speaking from our selfish, personal perspective of trying to have some fun at the combine. Because what people don't really realize is as much as it's about, and we talked to Albert Breer in the first hour about this, the medical, the stuff that you don't see, the interviews behind the scenes, the coaches, the general managers, the, the people who go behind the scenes, they get absolutely hammered, okay? Uh. It is a big party, and that's why I'm, I'm, it'll be a little sad for the, for the St. Elmo's or Prime 47, some of the other spots that have traditional hangout spots during the course of the week there in Indianapolis. It'll be a little sad to not be uh, all meeting up with some of uh, the head coaches and general managers in the, in, in the NFL at um, at Steak and Shake at oh, 4 a.m. So, yeah. there's, there's nothing like sitting at a penny slot machine in Las Vegas, and you put in 20 bucks and you slow play it. And then about three or four minutes into it, you just hear in the background, cocktails. 
And you go, oh, my God, this is only going to cost me 20 bucks. You, th- you throw the cocktail waitress an extra couple of bucks, and she starts bringing over beer after beer after beer. And it costs you 20 bucks. You pay, p- play the penny slots, and you end up walking out of there with a little bit of a buzz, and then you lose your ass the rest of the trip. Like, it is, I'm telling you, man, Las Vegas is a dangerous place for people with way too much time. If they're getting in, if, if, look, if they're getting into the shenanigans in Indianapolis, Brady Quinn, what do you think some of these NFL personnel are going to do in Las Vegas? This is a problem, man. It's a problem. <laughs> well, again, it's going to test out my theory, though, on if the player is going to get in trouble, go ahead. Uh, feed him right to Las Vegas if he's never been before during the NFL Combine. We'll see how he conducts himself. It, my concern for us is more of, given the, the time difference, if we were doing this show throughout the course of the week, because I'll remind you, it, the Combine lasts for almost two weeks. Yeah. Um, that's an early start time. And so I've got to wonder for our own well-being, are, are we going to be just coming in straight in from the bars or straight in from the casino? I mean, you know, there's, what, there's a decent chance that could be the case. Well, I think that's when, that's when we would just have to, and they're not listening to this, so who cares? Um, that's when we have to just lie to our wives and say, yeah, it turns out that we're going to have to do a Saturday and Sunday show too. <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah, why are you still up at 6 a.m.? Just got off work. Yeah, why is yeah, there drool yeah. on your shirt? I don't know. I just, uh, you know, that had a little bit of an issue. But, uh, yeah, that'll be the, uh, the first lies told uh, in, in our marriages, I believe. As, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, for yeah. me. I can't yeah. speak for you, but I know hey. for me, yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, all right. By the way, uh, developing situation here. Bobby tweets in and says that, uh, quote, you can drink a beer on the streets in Indianapolis, too, that there's an open container law there. That oh, that's a great everything. point. That's a great point. But let that me. It was a Bobby. Everything. Was yeah. Bobby the name? OK. Yes. Hey, Bobby, um, I'm not sure if you've been in Indianapolis in February. <laughs> not too many people are outside right. drinking. OK, uh, if you are, you're probably wearing some sort of parka uh, that's, that, that's layered with about. <laughs> yeah. Four other layers of clothing on, uh, given why there's so many, uh, you know, inside, you know, tunnels and hallways leading you to everything because no one's sitting outside enjoying an adult beverage in February in Indianapolis. Well, I mean, listen, at least the option is there. If for whatever reason you had to, at least the option's there, according to uh, Bobby. Uh, But we appreciate the feedback. It's good. It's good to know that people are on the lookout for us when we break down these conversations because, you know, God knows we didn't research it. Uh, All right. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on FSR. Uh, Coming up next, uh, the NFL calendar has got a little bit of a quirk, something different, something unique. We'll get into all of that for you next year. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.